0: (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Me, Myself, and I'm Joey G. We're back from a mini hiatus, but nonetheless, we're back, and we're back with DJ, Jersey Club Music extraordinaire, the club queen herself, Unique.
1: Hi. Thank you for coming. (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. I mean, (laughs) it's been a minute. Scheduling has been wild for the both of us, but I like to consider that means we're just like booked and blessed yeah book, which you definitely and have busy. been busy absolutely, very busy. You've definitely been booked and blessed. What have you been up to? Uh,
1: I've been up in the sky, taking flights uh-huh. everywhere.
0: <laughs> flown out in um, all,
1: yeah, flown out in all. I've been doing so many tours, and I just came from South America. That was really cute. It was my first time, too. Mm-hmm.
0: so. How was that? What festival were you doing there?
1: Um, I was on tour with Primavera Festival. It means like spring festival. And it was really cute. It was like um, a very cool curated alternative circus mm-hmm. because we all like, <laughs> I call it a circus because it was like everybody was traveling together, like the same lineup. And that usually doesn't happen. Usually festivals switch up, you know, the mm-hmm. lineups, um, every place that they go. Yep. So it was really cool to just stick with like the same camp and like, I was able to see everybody perform for once because the different locations and um yeah, make new friends yeah. and see old ones. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a big carry.
0: Is it easy to make friends while touring or is it kind of hard because, like what you said, everybody's traveling so people could, you know, split apart? Yeah. All that. How is it making friends within? Um
1: touring? at least for me, I, I feel like it's two sided. Um, Sometimes I feel like I'm making new friends all the time, which I am. Yep. But in terms of just like nourishing those friendships, like the way I want to, that part is always hard because it's just like, oh, like I'm here for 24 hours. Like, what are you doing? And it's like either link yep. up or sleep. Like, I have to choose one. And it's really hard. Yeah. And it's, and it's hard it's to really choose hard.
0: sleep sometimes too. Especially it is. like for me, I'm the type of person where when I meet somebody, especially somebody that I really like or have like, some type of affinity to it's always for like one night only or it's at like it's in a it's in a very like serendipitous moment yeah if that makes sense like we meet at a concert or we meet at a festival and I'm like I don't know when's the next time we're gonna see each other or link up and so it's so hard to keep that momentum going throughout the rest of the weekend or throughout the rest of your trip it is and whatnot where else are you going to next it's a
1: marathon
0: it is it is a marathon and
1: then adding in like the certain location you're in to Oh but I'm in Brazil like
0: mm-hmm. of course
1: I'm gonna stay out until seven in the morning with my new friends.
0: What's even though I'm gonna is? pay for it? That exactly are you like a good morning person considering like your profession is a lot of late nights into mornings?
1: I am actually a really good morning person. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a whatever time person. I feel like time doesn't exist to me, so it doesn't matter. yeah I, I do feel like I'll I'm better at waking up early and having a boost all day than, like, staying up super late. Mm-hmm. But it depends on the time. Like, if I stay past a certain time, I'm like, oh, I'm up. Yeah. I could um, sleep anywhere, though. Really? Yeah. I'm like one of those crazy people that they tweet about. like, You could sleep on a plane. You don't care about your life. Why? Well, I, I care about mine. Let me Yo,
0: <laughs> I'm going to sleep, sleep wherever. When I turned 18, I became, like, an 81-year-old, and I could sleep... Anywhere. Yeah. The M train, a plane, wherever. Yeah. Are you a window seat girl or an yes. aisle seat girl? because
1: I need to be able to, like, lean okay. in and, like, look, you guys are already seeing, like, me. Right. <laughs> like, like, I just need to, like, lean in uh-huh. and, yeah, just, like, stay cooped up in the corner.
0: Yeah, see?
1: And I don't like to get up when people have to, like, use the bathroom and stuff. I get. <sighs> I'm just like, ugh, again, even though I'm that girl. No. Because when you're trapped, you're just like, but yeah, I, I could fall asleep anywhere.
0: The Window seat, it's like that luxury of being able to lean is so lovely. But there's something about the extra leg room okay. with the aisle seat. Oh my gosh, like I'm definitely that person. I don't have my foot like completely out into the <laughs> aisle. But like, you know, I'm a little thick right here at the bottom. So like I'll yeah. slightly lean over just a little bit. And uh, that extra luxury is everything. Yeah. To me for some Okay. I don't know why. What's been one, your... one of my
1: friends is definitely like the ILC person.
0: Really? Just no
1: middle seat. The middle seat is horrible. I had a middle seat on my way um, to Miami. Horrible. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. A middle seat, especially when traveling alone, is horrible. Like if I'm traveling with like my sister or my best friend, yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm going to be sleeping on you this whole flight. Right. Practically. Whereas like being the middle seat and you're traveling alone, I will be that person though that like. I, like, start to fall asleep, yeah. and then I'm kind of, like, cuddling with the old man next to me, and I'm just like, oh, my bad. Halfway through the flight.
1: Me too. I have no mercy. I'm, I'm very, like, I'm trained to go for the airport. I'm, yeah. that, I'm that airport snob.
0: The girls need their rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I man-spread th- my
1: arms on the armrest, Mm-hmm. and then, you know, like...
0: claim your space. Yeah. Like...
1: That's very important middle seat person. Claim your space if not that
0: it's a wrap it is even <laughs> a middle seat in like cars one thing i yeah. hate and i've had to like make into a law to my friends and i like i won't be a middle seat girl okay especially like a lot of my friends shout out to them but like they're twinks so we'll be ordering a car and the first one will go in and they're looking at me and they're like after you and i'm like Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. I will not be going in them. And you're petite seat.
1: too, so I know they already assume. Right, exactly. It's and like anything,
0: no. <laughs> right, like they're extra petite, if anything. So I'm like, I think the middle seat would compliment you so nice. Please right. let me have my little corner right here where myself and my thighs could sit and grace the window and the yeah. door of the car.
1: The thick girls got to get the aisle in the aisle seat.
0: Dang. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so uncomfortable. But anyways, besides <laughs> traveling in... Comfort and Trust whatnot, and comfort. which is important. Yes. Um, I just want you to introduce to the people who is unique because you're not just a DJ. You are really an artiste. Thank you. Yeah. And I could say That's that so because sweet. I've seen you live before. And that was the first thing I saw. when I saw you at um, Poppy Juice last year, I believe. How oh, cute. It was like the little set they had in the backyard of $3 Bill. I think it was like their last day of summer party.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. I remember. Uh-huh. You're the opening up school. for Saucy.
0: Yes, that
1: was fun. Mm-hmm. That
0: was fun. I saw you go up and I was like, oh, Oh my gosh,
1: this? gag that was last summer. It feels like forever ago.
0: It was, it was.
1: Cool. Thank you. By the
0: way, it was amazing. And like at that point, like I wasn't familiar with you and your work and I saw you, and I was just like, whoever she is, we love her. She's the one. So yeah, just introduce to the people who you are and what you do because oh, there's a lot.
1: Please. Of course. Um. Well, I am unique. I am a DJ, producer, singer, rapper, songwriter, um, event thrower, party starter, um, philanthropist. Yeah. And um Jersey Club Queen. I also do radio. Oh, I just dibble and dabble in all things creative and like music. That's that's my vibe.
0: hmm hmm What was the first thing you decided to? Dabble in because like myself and a lot of others like we kind of like especially people our generation like we kind of just want to do everything yeah we see rihanna and we're just like okay we want to be singers actresses beauty company owners all this stuff but like where did you start and how did that become everything else that you have now Um, if that makes sense
1: it's crazy i actually started off dancing Mm -hmm. i was a dancer like super prima ballerina And I used to take dance class downtown Newark. Um, That's the city I'm from, Newark, Brick City, New Jersey. The birthplace of Jersey Club. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I would take dance class downtown every day. And I would hear like this club music playing from the corner stores and like the jewelry shops. You know how they'd be playing like whatever TV or whatever radio station is hot. And I would hear this club music and I'm like, this is so cool. Decided to buy a CD. This mm-hmm. is so long ago. I'm telling my age. I bought a CD, You're right. <laughs> and um, yeah, I took it back to my friends, and I was like, "Yo, like, like this music is popping, like, like." And everybody just knew how to dance to it at the end of yeah. class. Like we had like little ballerina cyphers, I guess, where we didn't do ballet. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever we thought was hot, like the Tootsie roll, mm-hmm. or like I don't know, like heel toe, all those little Harlem shake dances. Yeah. And they they just knew all these dances to the, the music. And I'm like, this is dope. They were like, yeah, like, this is club music. And that was, like, really my first introduction to that world, mm-hmm. you know, like, of just getting involved with, like, the dance yeah. scene. I was a dancer, mm-hmm. you know, but just, like, so classically trained. I did piano, too, but it was super classical, tra- classically trained, concert band type of mm-hmm. stuff, so... That was kind of just like the intro to be like, I don't know, just break the mold of like my yeah. classical Puma ballerina, mm-hmm. hip hop pop world. Yeah. It was like club music.
0: Mm-hmm. Because it's a very choreographed art. Like yeah. your previous, you know, with dancing and whatnot. Whereas did you feel- A lot of structure. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas you felt club music was kind of the opposite. I mean, granted, like there's a certain structure that it's built now over time as time goes. But in a way, it's still very freeing of such structure,
1: yeah, it felt very raw, mm-hmm. you know, like being a ballerina and taking classical piano, like I took piano from since like I was like seven to mm-hmm. I would say like thirteen when I was a teenager in high school, I was like over it, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. but um. Yeah, it was just so many rules, you know, like back straight. Yeah. And then ballet was always just like posture. And everything was just so like had to be put together Mm -hmm. for it to be considered right, I guess. You know what I mean? Like to be considered right, like the right way of doing things, Mm -hmm. like the right way of being a pianist is like having good posture. and Oops, sorry. And holding your hands up like this and, you know, just having certain melodies. Never would be able to wear these. Uh, right. <laughs> same thing with being a ballerina you know it's all about grace being graceful and mm-hmm. I felt like when I heard club music it was just so raw and raunchy and hardcore and rambunctious and even the dances that all my homegirls were doing it they were like popping it's working mm-hmm. healing and towing and right. you know Harlem is shaking and I was like oh this is dope you know this is like mm-hmm. what we would do to hip-hop except it's considered dance music so it was just something that I really started getting addicted to Mm -hmm. like addicted and not all the songs were PG-13. They were like really nasty songs, like X rated, you know, those are the
0: best ones. Those are the
1: best ones. Those
0: have all the call to actions and whatnot. So you're having a good time. You're in the crowd and you're being a part of the song. You're not just listening to it. Exactly. You know?
1: And let me just say this. I was so young. I had no correlation that it had such a history that it did. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know that that's what like grown people, you know, that, like, dance music danced to. I didn't know anything about Chicago yet. I was just stuck yeah. in my Jersey bubble, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, just being introduced to it, even without just all the context, I feel like was super innocent. And something that your average dance music listener might not get these days, because the internet is just, like, throwing information on yeah. you. Like, I got to discover it my way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, get taught about it, like, in the most authentic, like, word-of-mouth way, like. So I, I appreciate that yeah. introduction. If,
0: yeah, it's like your introduction felt, like, very intimate. Yeah. Because it was just you and the music itself. It wasn't, like...
1: On my you know, way to dance class, too.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. When was your first time actually going and experiencing club music live?
1: Oh, my gosh. So we would have these... school. I Shortly after that, I realized that this was just something that turned all the clubs up and the school mm-hmm. dances. And, um, yeah, I just started hearing it more at school. Yeah. Like... Like during cafeteria lunch break, and then we had school dances, and we used to get down at the school dances. Then it used to go from school, school dances dance. to you know parties that my friends would throw, like when their parents are out of town. Mm-hmm. We were those kids, like <laughs> those kids that definitely Love. threw house ragers, basement parties, dollar parties, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think anybody had money to get DJ equipment, so it was strictly boombox CD vibes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I started date- dating a DJ, and he had the equipment, so that's when it started getting. Real turned up. I remember I threw a sweet sixteen party, and I told my mom it was like a sleepover, mm-hmm. but literally invited the whole high school. And I love
0: it. I love he was it. DJ.
1: She like she was like, "Why does he need his DJ equipment if it's like a slumber party?" Right. I'm like, "Because
0: you know we need music. We're curating Ex- an event here,
1: exactly. Like because like why not, Mom? It's my birthday."
0: Yeah.
1: Then she's like, "Wow, these are a lot of boxes of pizza. The- Gonna be hungry.
0: Wow. So this is a production.
1: Literally. Like I've wow. been, I've been that party girl. No,
0: literally, they, like you've they, been they an event look. producer. Yeah.
1: And the cops came. Cops came because, like, I like one of these girls I did not like. Like, we didn't like each other because oh. she liked my boyfriend. Yeah, like just she got turned and ruined the party, threw up Doritos on my mom's
0: <laughs> carpet. No. Why did she even <laughs> get was into on- the party? Was she intentionally exactly. invited, or no. did the guy bring her?
1: No, she 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 snuck in. No, sure. it was horrible. I I was on lockdown, but so ever <sighs> since then, though, and I was on the cheerleading squad, so like it was lit. It was okay. It was lit. Uh-huh. Ever since then, though, I knew that like I was like, this is I'm gonna be a party girl.
0: Yeah, this is your <laughs> thing. I mean, like, just partying is really fucking fun. Yeah, it just is. Have you ever gotten not like tired of it, but has there ever been a moment where like you've kind of gotten used to it? Or is it every single time you leave the function? You're always like, I'm so glad I went.
1: Um, I can't hold you. Okay, so definitely touring has worn and torn mm-hmm. sometimes my brain. Yeah. I wouldn't even say my body. Like, yeah, my body, but like mostly my brain to like be like, okay, I'm over it. Yeah. But I'm always happy I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it even if it's like a dub. Like I'm happy I went. Just yeah. even even sometimes even just to prove, Like I have like a sensory of like, oh, tonight's gonna be lit. Yeah. Go. And then sometimes I know. I'm like, eh, tonight's gonna be like so so. Like, yeah. But I'ma pop out.
0: No, yeah. And I feel like if anything, like there's always some type takeaway. Yeah. From the night.
1: Good music, regardless. And like the exactly. adventure of it all. I'm like a main character girl, so
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to think of myself as the same. I'm, like, the secondary character that's actually the main character. So, like, this is such a corny example, but, like, Ariana Grande and Victorious. Okay. The show is named after the other lady. Yeah. But best be known, that one is going to be the star. Right. I'm that girl. I love that. You know? (laughs) Like, the very secondary character that has her moment in the sequel. Yeah. That's very much me.
1: And then, like, look at her now. Exactly. The
0: girl. The doll. The girl. Okay. That girl. But. Yeah. What makes a good party? What makes a say? good
1: party? I mean, I've been through so many parties. I was like my adolescent intro years, uh-huh. you know, ever since then, she's started going to New York City. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you guys really party? Yeah. You know, because Jersey knows how to party. Yeah. But when I started coming to New York City, that's when I understood, like, I guess, different elements of like, uh, like a rave.
0: Yeah, and you know, did the time have to do with it as well? It's like the whole like, you know, New York doesn't sleep thing. Like, yes. Do parties yes. start late to in Jersey as well? And more clubs.
1: Like that. we were definitely New Jersey's landscape. We have a lot of clubs and lounges and bottle service clubs now, but back back before, you know, my young 20s, I would mm. say like for a younger 20-year-old person, it's kind of difficult. It's definitely like super DIY warehouse culture. You know, like, we were yeah. always in, like, somebody's warehouse or a basement or, like, a park. Yeah. You know, Mad Renegade style. Though. Yeah, it's, it was. That's it, fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh-huh. I, I do feel like growing up in Jersey as a teenager, like, you will have the most fun ever. Like, you got cool music. You got cool dances. You know, like, mm-hmm. we always had the internet going viral no matter what platform. No, literally. Exactly. So I appreciated that part. But when I came to New York City, it kind of just really was like, you found yourself hmm. I feel like throwing a good party is like I learned that from
0: See. So when did you start or like when did you decide that you're like, OK, I don't just want to listen to this music and experience it live. Like I want to be somebody that contributes to it.
1: Ah, I mean, that came when I was still in Jersey. I just did not see any women like mm-hmm. behind the decks. We yep. were all just dancing, shaking it,
0: mm-hmm. shaking
1: it, twerking it, dumping it. Always. And I was like that's cute, but like why the guys always got to tell us what to do. So I became a vocalist and I would, you know, ladies, yeah, yeah, go yeah. all that on the track mm-hmm. and I was like this needs to be like a real life thing. And mm-hmm. like I said my boyfriend at the time was a DJ, but I already took classical piano, y'all. So like
0: she's You're already a musician to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I was already tapped yeah. in
1: and I caught on so fast and you know, I took it up on myself to just, you know, ambush literally every dj set mm-hmm. that was around in the hood at the time yep and just hop on and then it went from going there to just like going to new york city and just experiencing the dj sets out there and other djs were like oh you're unique right like like, like if they would play jersey Love. club i'm like oh you know Jersey Club? cool i'm unique and they're like and I'm just like, I'm in some random bar in Brooklyn. Like, I snuck a 40 ounce in my backpack. Like, absolutely. What? How do you know me? Uh huh. So, that just made me really wanna like see the potential in it more than just my bubble in New Jersey. Yeah. Like, because, you know, even though we're surrounded by the biggest cities, you know, we're surrounded by Philly and New York City, mm-hmm. and even you could say like DC's Baltimore right there. Baltimore, too, yeah, as well. Yeah. Baltimore, Jersey could be such a bubble. And I felt like I was just breaking out of the mold of that. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what? I could DJ everywhere. Yeah. I could DJ everywhere. I don't just have to be like the dopest DJ here in New Jersey. You know, I could DJ in New York City and DJ here in Philly. And I, I was making club tracks because that's how everybody was getting booked. Right, Like the best DJs will always have their own club tracks. Mm-hmm. Something exclusive to, like, add yeah. on to, like, the experience.
0: Yeah, not know? like they're just remixing another song or yeah. putting their own spin on another song as well.
1: Right, yeah, they would have their own remixes and they would have their own club tracks. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like, you had to know them to get it. Yeah. So I was just, like, I knew them, but I was also just, like, I want my own tracks. Let's say, like, Unique.
0: Uh-huh. Where you did know? the name Unique come from?
1: Um... I just felt like I was doing something different. I love
0: it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Everybody was my name is Cherise, so everybody's like, "Oh, Mm -hmm. DJ Cherry." Like that—that could be cute, but like, I was like, "Eh." I feel like you guys are just saying that because, like, I got a fat ass.
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) like, no, respectfully, respectfully. Yeah, nothing
1: wrong with that. But like, you know, it just felt like super. There's more to you. Yeah, there's more to me than that, Mm -hmm. and I just felt like it didn't describe me. Um, so I feel like unique is like, I'm doing something different here.
0: Yeah. And you know? seem like the type that knows like when to listen to their own intuition, like their own gut. Like, I don't know. Like, it It seems like you just know what you're doing oh, so you. well, if that makes sense.
1: <laughs> oh, if only. Oh, if only.
0: <laughs> but no, like for like, or at least from what I could see, like, I see you and I'm just like, even when I saw you live, I was just like, she has her own thing. She has her own oh, brain. Yeah. Just like you with your own name, like people were kind of giving you advice on who to be and like what your name could be. And even you were just like, that's cute. I see what you mean by that. But this is me. The name unique resonates with me. Thank you. But I'm going to keep on doing my own thing. Is it hard to kind of like shut people down kindly when it comes to those things, especially like, you know, you're an artist and you have a big following, like kind of keeping those voices away and like keeping your artistic integrity firsthand?
1: Um, I love that question first of all. Okay,
0: I thought it was too long of a tangent, No, like, but we love a long time. That's a
1: bomb.com question. I love. love questions like that. The the Aquarius thinker in me is like,
0: oh. you're an Aquarius. Yeah, I'm an Aqua oh. girl. Oh love. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> um I would say, you know, Charisse always wanted to be what unique is. Mm. I've always been a creative person, so I feel like that definitely helps shut other people other voices and opinions out when um, I don't need them. I feel like for the most part, everything that I've kind of created has worked out for me because I know that it's meant for me. Mm -hmm. But I'm a trial and error person. Like I definitely have tried things where I'm like, yeah. I'm happy I did it though. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm lucky. I'm lucky and I'm blessed that things have just worked out for me. Like, you know, I I won't say it like that, but I don't know. All of this is so uncertain. Jersey Club was just something that was so homegrown to us. Mm -hmm. And it's just a culture that I grew up in. I really feel like me being a DJ and going beyond with my personal talents and just being able to take like what I grew up with and um, grow with it and take it to new places like it was all just. I don't know, fate, I guess, because mm-hmm. it's not like um, I tried to go the route of being. I did. I, I did try out and I, I was like doing a little Broadway stuff and I was like singing and wanted to be a star, but I didn't think it would happen this way. Yeah. Um. So I guess I'm just I, I go with the flow so much because I'm just like, I don't mm-hmm. I'm just doing what I've always did.
0: <laughs> right. It's like there's kind of I don't want to say balance because that's a cliche, but yeah, it's kind of. Like, going amongst your own path that you want to go, but also letting life be like, girl, you take the wheel, I guess. Yeah. It's a mixture of that. It is. Which is hard to kind of navigate sometimes, at least for me, because I'm like, well, this doesn't align with my vision exactly. But I've realized I'm like, just because it's your vision, girl, doesn't mean it's not necessarily what's going to happen. If anything, life just might have something bigger and better in store. Right. And bigger and better than what you've imagined. Definitely. It could be. Is that what... Unique and the overall unique experience has been to you.
1: Yeah, I saw a quote like that this morning. Actually. Really? So That's I love crazy. that you said that. It was just Weird. Saying, okay. like, you know, sometimes the things that you envision yourself um, aren't what you vision. Mm. Sometimes the things that are, I don't. It was just saying like the things that you envision for yourself aren't always like the vision that you know the universe has for you. Yeah. But it's maybe the same goal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Completely. Yeah. Like so. it.
0: Fulfills you the same way.
1: Yes, but it's not like the exact path you thought you would take. Just like a different route. Yeah. Which is cool. Like U turns happen all the time.
0: Exactly. That
1: way could have had traffic, girl.
0: No, for you real. You don't want to get
1: stuck in gridlock. No, completely.
0: <laughs> and regardless, like you're gonna make it to a destination. Right. It might not be your destination, but it might be a different one.
1: It might it might not be the destination you wanted, but it might be the destination you're supposed to be at.
0: Exactly. So
1: that's how yeah, I feel like things have been going for me. Mm-hmm. Um and especially being, you know, one of few women that do Jersey Club and actually produce and write on top of that. Yep. You know, I went the extra mile to... I'm that girl. I went the extra mile to prove. Uh-huh. Like, I don't need no dude to produce my tracks for me.
0: Nope. Heartbeat's out now, by the way.
1: Yes. Heartbeat's out now. Exactly. And written by moi. Uh huh. Um. And I, for the collaborators on that project, I actually, I sent out the zips. I wanted to yeah. be sure that... I curated my sound, you know, Mm -hmm. because sometimes when you collaborate with people, especially like when you're getting demos submitted and whatnot, of course, it's somebody else's idea, somebody else's sound Mm -hmm. for that project. Since I had the time, since it was locked down, I really wanted to at least set the tone and like what I felt like was coming out of my head organically, like Mm -hmm. with no other input, you know, and see where other people could take it, which was cool, you know. But yeah, it all started from within. For that one, like.
0: Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because a friend and I were talking about this literally last night. We were talking about like collaborating and whatnot and we're kind of both going through like very positively like selfish periods in our life right now where we want to work with people but we also realize we're like our collaborations with people still need to kind of either align with our priorities or standards or if anything, complement them in our yes. vision. You know, so it's like. What you're saying almost sounds similar to definitely that aspect. So then when Chloe sampled off the chain, her being another female in music, her being a very big name in music, how did that make you feel? Love Chloe, love first her. of all.
1: It meant so much because I really love everything that she's about. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always loved to collaborate with women, especially women of color yeah. who are talented and creative and very independent and mm-hmm. i like that she's all those things so i was like yay like on top of like you know me being a fan like yeah. i really like love her as a person um and that was just such a great experience to have because the song that she sampled i did it with Titi who's my sister love, Titi. and we really did that project to you know just unify baltimore and jersey and yep. put a stamp on it that women are here, like the women aren't beefing. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Because let alone, of course, the cultures might have their little tips and and right. and beefs or whatnot. It's healthy. It's healthy for the culture. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they would also think that, like, oh, like Unique's a club queen and Titi's a club queen. Like uh-huh. they 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 can't they can't be cool. Like, no, Which we actually crazy. came to, I know, I know. But it's cool that we came together and we really Made a collaborative project that is, you know, it's going to last the tales of time for sure. Like now it's all, it's a classic and yeah. we, we not only got a gold plaque, but we got a platinum plaque from it. My first mm-hmm. platinum plaque. And yeah, it made the whole song. Like yeah. it made the whole song. Like without that sample, it wouldn't make sense.
0: The song wouldn't at so all. So
1: it's really cool to see Jersey Club and Baltimore Club go from sampling so much music to being sampled like it's really full circle
0: and it's her debut single too her debut, like you're a huge part of the beginning of her solo endeavors and her solo career
1: yeah like that's cute that's crazy shout out to chloe and murder beats he's really cool i got to meet him um at the splice awards because Mm -hmm. he has a splice kit and I have a Jersey Club Splice kit. Yep. Um, Splice is like um a platform, uh-huh. like an app where you could get samples royalty free. Yep. So that's my little producer, you know, thing that I did. Made a sample kit, and yeah, it was really cool to uh, meet him at the awards. I was just like, mm-hmm. it was actually we met actually the day we went gold. So I was like, that's wow, crazy. like what are the odds we're getting awards? And then we just got a the gold we plaque. Gold. Yeah, it that's was really cool.
0: Crazy. How did you find out that? The song was being sampled. Like, how did that whole process go down?
1: Oh, uh, they actually just emailed us like the 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 demo. Really? And at first, I thought it was like a remix inquiry because uh-huh. I get a lot of remix inquiries from A and R's from like labels and stuff, yeah. um, or beat inquiries. So I was like, "What is this?" And I just heard our song. I heard our sample, and then oh, I heard like oh. the little for clearance drop, and I was like, uh, "And I feel like That's TT heard crazy. it at the same time." We just texted each other like, "Girl." What's going
0: on? It's crazy. They're like, no, we actually want you a part of this girl's debut single.
1: Yeah. That's really crazy. cool. Really cool. And so many opportunities have opened up from that. You know, mm-hmm. I really do want to say that, you know, that was a blessing that really, I feel like jump started the industry taking um, eyes on club music again. Yep. You know, like taking it serious in a different way, mm-hmm. because not only do you have like Chloe Brand new single, you have two women whose label, it was a woman focused label on a club project. And me and Titi have always kept ourselves like very busy, yeah. very um, you know, just filled with creative endeavors. She was coming out Completely with um her Dark City Baltimore mm-hmm. um documentary at the time. And yeah. me, I was just Grammy considered with the Heartbeats project. So it was just like really good timing for both of us. And um, I feel like a lot of people took note of that they were mm-hmm. like wow like and they they got that from a club song and yeah. and we got credit for that too mm-hmm. it's been so many times in the past where unfortunately club artists you know their songs get used as a blueprint or their vocals yeah. get used as an idea and they may not get the credit or even if they do get credit they get they don't get the publicity behind it which as a producer. Yeah. Means so much, you know, like to say that, like, hey, like, yeah, I have a news outlet say, like, yeah, I produce the Sierra track Mm -hmm. means so much, you know, nowadays. And I feel like we really put the stamp on it like, Hey, club artist, unique and T T the artist are, you know, a part of Chloe Bailey's track. So completely. I feel like it really took the eyes now. We got Little Uzi on a club track. We got NL Chopper. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like a lot of new sounds I've been hearing. I I heard Pink Panthers TikTok stuff with Jersey Club. I just Pink Panthers is insane. I know. I just hear so, so many people using Jersey Club now again. And yeah, I'm
0: I, I love it. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love the guys dabbling in it. Again, especially yeah. like the rappers and whatnot. Like it's fun, it's different. Yeah. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's very, to me, that's very New Jersey. See, like, yeah. let me tell y'all something about my city, right? Jersey is such a very fun place. I feel like we have so many different scenes. And me personally, I'm in the middle of it all because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm a, I'm a girl, I'm the queen. So I exactly. just did dabble, dabble all of it. I could hang with the gangsters and I could go Vogue with the cunts.
0: Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, mm-hmm.
1: It's been really cool to just be able to see, like, both sides of things where, um, you know, I could see that feminine energy and I could see the cuntiness and the club music as well as I could go and I could see all the hood dudes, you know, expressing mm-hmm. themselves on club tracks. Also dancing just as much. Like, I feel like guys be sexy walking and Vogue down, but they be, they be hood. So it's... Mm. It's very like New Jersey of them to have like dance music that they could rap on.
0: Yeah, I love the duality of it. And I love that place where music is going, like all the genres in a really healthy way are blending together. Yeah. Even like hip hop and PC music. Like, an example that comes to mind is like Don't Stop by Meg. Like, yes. it's an excellent song. The moment I heard like those synths and those electric yeah. sounds in the beginning, I was like, this is some Sophie shit on a Meg The Stallion song. Yeah. And it's excellent. Right. You know, like, it's so fun seeing those two worlds come together and one of those worlds you mentioned is the like the queer community and whatnot so how does that community contribute to the unique experience your music your live events and all that
1: well first of all shout out to everybody you know what i mean Uh, like that's my family everywhere i go around the world no matter where it is seriously i always make it my priority and just something that comes organically now that I, I link up with the LGBTQA community as well as the POCs yep, and the Black. Give right. Per. <laughs> Anywhere we I love. go. So um, that's beautiful to see because that wasn't always as easy to do. I feel like they're super essential. You know, I really appreciate that all my fans are actually unique. It's not just me. Like my fans are really, I call them the club heads. Yep. You know, because you're in the club all the time. You would club hit. Exactly. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, they're actually very unique and different. And I appreciate them for who they are. They're just people and they love music. And I really feel like they embody the spirit that I want to project in my performances and my songs. You know, just good, positive energy. Very creative. Like, I've seen people come to my shows that are dressed up as, like, a unicorn or a Shrek or, you know. And then I could see a gangsta dude, but like he's the one getting down the most. With Shrek, like, exactly. Yeah, he's getting uh-huh. down the most with Shrek, you know, like tutting and stuff, like or getting sturdy.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, you know, and I really just also appreciate the whole dance community because it's bigger than just like dance music for me. It, mm-hmm. I'm a part of the dance community. I started as a dancer. Yeah. So that's always been something that I've always kept dearly to me. It's a big part of why I DJ too, because I wouldn't DJ if people didn't. Love.
0: yeah exactly so,
1: yeah just I, I really I really love my audience they're they're adventurous and I really feel like they feel the music this mm-hmm. year I've gotten to meet so many people from different walks of life spoken different languages been around fans where I didn't understand a lick of what you're saying yeah. but I felt you I felt you exactly. had a translator, of course, you know what I mean? Love. Like had somebody just stop and be like, Oh, like you're trying to talk to you. I got you. Uh-huh. Like what you trying to say? Like real nice. Yeah. Like, so even, even though I didn't understand them, I felt them and I've literally had fans, um, this year this is my favorite actually interaction. Um, I had some fans in Glasgow, um, Crazy. come up to me and they were death and I never had that before. And, um, Usually, you wouldn't think a person that's hearing impaired would come to a concert, especially like a club, mm-hmm. like maybe like somewhere that's a bit you know less intense, I guess. Yeah. Or um, it, I feel like at a festival you have so many other um type of stimulations, yeah, compared to a club where it's like literally made for you to go hear music, Here, yeah. But they felt the music, and that oh, I literally that. was about to make me cry. Like they kept coming up on stage. And at first the security that. was like, no, but I'm always like on securities. I'm on them. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. Uh-huh. Let them rock. As yeah. long as they're not, you know, messing up what I have to do, like, you know, shaking the CD table too much, because it right. happens.
0: That Don't happens. step on the outlet or nothing. Right. Like, yeah. You're
1: good. Cause they kept climbing up on stage to like feel the the oh. speaker.
0: That's so beautiful. Especially,
1: like, when I would do, like, a big blend. Yeah. And then they were just telling me, like, yeah, like, I'm hearing impaired, but I love your music because I could feel it. And it just really, like, made me think about the way I put out my music more. Like, as a producer, I'm like, ooh, like, I'm about to get really nerdy. Like, ooh, when I pan this to the side, you can hear it over there. Hear it over there mm-hmm. the speaker, 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 speaker. Or, like, you could feel the sub's like, ooh. Like. Yeah. like That means so much to me now. Like, I'm real technical with it. Yeah. Because I'm like, I have fans that want to feel the
0: music completely. That's what makes it an experience besides the fact of them being involved in like the live experience of it all, watching you go out to the crowd and perform like the fact that people could literally feel your music and not just through hearing is insane. Thank you. That's Um, insane.
1: It was like, I was. I was like, what?
0: <laughs> like, one moment, please, runs backstage and just right? sobs Literally, for a minute. I,
1: a it, it was stuff. beautiful. I was telling my manager, like, we need, I need a, I need um somebody to do sign language now when I rap. Yes. Like, you know?
0: That would be great. Yeah. Actually, and that's the thing. Like, did you have that? I mean, maybe that was that moment when you realize you're just like, oh, like music and, like, my art is everything, but, like, it could also be so much bigger than that. Yes. In terms of, like, impacting people, impacting your community, impacting other people, like, it's yes. wild when you realize that. You're like, oh, that's the shit that actually matters. Definitely. You know?
1: It, 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 it really did. It made me think deeper about the experience I want to provide for people. Yeah. And how important that experience is for somebody coming out. Um, not just, you know, visually and, like, you know, sometimes people just go to the club to, you know, just be vibe in the club, yeah. yeah, vibe, be uh-huh. in the club, look good. But like, you know, for that, that just made me think about it. Wait. so yeah. thankful to have a fan like that, you know.
0: And in Glasgow too, like yeah,
1: and in Glasgow, across
0: the fucking world, yeah, that's insane. Well, hopefully they're watching. Yes, hi. That would be lovely. And <laughs> tell me a little bit about heartbeats. Heartbeats, heartbeats, is my baby. So good. Heartbeats, she's
1: her so one this year. She's...
0: So good. Thank you. Like, she's my pre-gym project every time I go. Oh, that's cute. I swear. Thank you. Microdosing, all the remixes for it, unavailable, like, touch, all of it. So good. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen some remixes on SoundCloud, too. Yes. From, like, random people that I follow, and I'm just like. and
1: oh, send me the link.
0: uh, Oh, I definitely will. They're so good. But, yeah, how did that project come about, and what do you have planned for it now that it's her one year.
1: Yeah, it's her one year. Heartbeats. Well, I named that project that because I felt like it was the most emotional project I put out. Mm-hmm. I went through a breakup and I was like, these are beats from my heart. <laughs> so corny. No, makes sense. <laughs> so corny, but you know. Like, I mean, she's an Aquarius, point.
0: so she's very creative minded. Yeah. whatnot. I'm it, it's deep and
1: simple at the same time. But yeah, so it's beats from my heart. and. Um, I really wanted to put out, I'm big on concept projects. Mm-hmm. Like everything has to kind of make sense for me because so much in my life does not make sense. So I was like, you know, the one thing that could make sense is my music. maybe. Yeah. So I'm big on concept projects and I was, I had demos for a long time mm-hmm. of it. And I put one out on SoundCloud for free. Just like, it was like early COVID. I was just like, here, here. And everybody's like, "Love this! Oh my gosh!" Yeah. And then I was like, "Wow! Like, I didn't expect you guys to go that crazy for it." So I took it down. Like, it was it like twenty four hour giveaway? And that's when, um, my friend Tom from the label Local Action he heard it and he was like, "Unique, do you have any demos? Like, I heard you put this out, and like, if you have any more like this, it would be so sick." And yeah. I was like, "I actually do." Um, and I I probably sent maybe about two projects I had, mm-hmm. two songs I had. Um, and that was Microdosing and Shame on Me. These were the first two ones. Microdosing, it came a long way. Yeah, I had that that vocal idea for a long time. Like, the Stop okay. Microdosing My Love. Like, I uh-huh. had that, that catchphrase for a long time before I made it a song. Mm. And, yeah, I sent him those two and he's like, these are dope. If you ever want to drop something, like, let me know. So it was lockdown. I was just, you know, making songs and... Um, my relationship was just like whack, you know. I, I I appreciate it for what it is now, you know. But yeah. and um, love them down too. But you know how mm-hmm. you could just look back and be like, uh, if it was not like we, if I didn't think it was gonna be the end of the world,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: from a crazy virus, I don't think I would have put up with that much. And you can feel it in the music, you yeah. know. I try to keep it very club. But I wanted to show maturity and show growth and give people a little experience of unique beyond, like, let's go, turn up, shake it, dump it.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> which we love, shake but it still, yeah. like, yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to show, like, just what a girl who, like, love, found love in the club would go through. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a storyline um, track list, too. Like, Shame on Me is kind of just like, damn... I'm dumb. Like, why did I, like, let you play me again? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a song about um, affirming yourself. Yeah. And, like, what you actually feel. Because sometimes you'd be feeling um, guilty and gaslit. Yeah. And that's what Shame on Me is about. And then we go in from that to Unavailable. And Unavailable is all about just, like, calling them down. Like, why aren't you picking up? You ghosting me? Mm-hmm. It's about ghosting. Because I definitely got ghosted before. And it's not fun. Like, nope. yes. Even a baddie B like me gets ghosted. It happens.
0: It happens. Yeah. And it's it, not fun.
1: It's not fun.
0: It's then not fun. Towards the end of unavailable, don't you become the person that's now ghosting Yeah, the partner? Mm-hmm. What takes you to get to that point? Like how many red flags or what red flags specifically does it take for you to become unavailable?
1: Well, after that project in that relationship.
0: Right. Uh-huh.
1: As, I, as soon as I see you raise something. Nope. <laughs> um yeah i i feel like i have a high tolerance and i'm Mm -hmm. very forgive forgiveful yeah um my friends always tell me like you forgive people too much but i don't forget (laughs) let's say that
0: that's what matters
1: Uh, you know i gotta forgive them so they can see me stunt um
0: yeah (laughs) that no yeah my friends do like they're kind of that type where like after a breakup or like they break up with a friend they'll like block somebody and be like I don't want them to see myself I'm like let them fucking watch are you kidding if anything I'm putting them on my priority please watch my shit right please
1: I put you on the block just so you can see that I blocked you and then you're gonna see but you know what was crazy Mm -hmm. no funny ish like after that breakup I was so heartbroken like literally crying tears it was the first time I had to like sit and feel something I'm so busy I feel like my DJ life could kind of like make me numb to certain things where it's like "Eh."
0: Gonna go be unique this weekend
1: in Mexico. Yeah, why am I
0: crying uh-huh. over
1: a boy? <laughs> you like know? turning
0: off the personal stuff because you have a job to do? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And
1: like I'm gonna, you know, like you get the the oh my gosh you unique. I'm turning up and I'm uh-huh. getting I'm getting shots poured down my throat. Like why are you crying? Like that's me talking to me. Like why are you crying mm-hmm. about a dude? Like you're then... living the life, but you know we're human. Um, but yeah, it was none of that during lockdown it was the news uh, and and green screen It uh-huh. was <laughs> so was just Zoom like all i had to just sit and think and feel my feelings it yeah. was horrible um but you know my 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 glow up from that was that project literally propelled me into a new level of artistry where people took me serious um as a songwriter and It got Grammy considered and I was on a billboard in Times Square for the Spotify. So I was just like, major, you know, major, that's the that's a major Uh breakup glow up that Mm -hmm. I can say, you know. And yeah, now I I don't let anybody microdose off my love. Nope, Exactly. Nope.
0: (laughs) I have this feeling that very soon you're going to have a song on the radio, like in the charts somehow. And like your song. Yeah. For some reason, like just hearing you talk and everything, I'm like, I could just see it happening genuinely.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I hope so. It will. If you're going to manifest it. It will.
0: I'll communicate you got, it. You via...
1: got to make a cameo in my video. Oh my,
0: Let me know. Okay. Let me know. Let me know the theme, whatnot. I will dress accordingly and okay. I'll be there because I love a theme. Yeah. So let me know and I'll be there. Okay. For real.
1: I can't, I can't wait. I hope so. That's that's definitely a goal. I've had yeah. my my music on radio overseas. Like mm-hmm. overseas shows so much. Love. UK
0: loves you. Like the yeah. already here, we love you. But like the UK loves you yeah. down.
1: I love the UK. UK it's it's nice. fun over there.
0: It seems like it. I've never been. I want to. You go. need to go.
1: When you go to London, go. you definitely gotta hit me up and let me let me give you some suggestions. I'm definitely Please. like the touristy guy friend. Like you could be like, yo, I'm going to such and such. Like anytime mm-hmm. I see somebody like, I'm like, where you at? Oh, you in Barcelona? Here, go to this restaurant. Go
0: here. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love friends that are like Yelp. I'm like, yes, please tell me what restaurants yeah. to go to, what clubs to go to, whatnot.
1: I got you. Because
0: the research is overwhelming and my attention span does not exist yeah. for that. So what else do you have planned up? Coming soon. I know you're going to be traveling soon. I literally caught yes. you at the perfect time. perfect time.
1: time. <sighs> um, I just got back from Miami. I did Art basil. It was cute. Love. It was cute. Um, I was the work of art. Um, the debut one, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely. Jk.
1: Um, I'm going to Mexico for Holy Ship. That should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's um basically like a resort takeover. Yeah. in Tulum, so that should be so much fun. Um, then I'm doing countdown in California, festival vibes, like one last shebang. Bang. Right, right. And then I'm actually really happy. I'm doing New Year's in Vegas. I was so, so like fine. torn about spending new years at home or like you know doing it somewhere else Yeah Excuse me but since I spent new years at home cuz of covid the past few years I decided I'm going to do the Vegas gig and I'm excited it's a really cool like extravagant bar like very dressed up very us very mm-hmm. purple lights plants glow in the dark The girls yeah Yeah so it should be cute and I'm looking forward to um playing Vegas on new years I feel like that is definitely a DJ Bucket list type of thing. Completely. Um, But yeah, other than that, I am just working on new music. I've been collecting so many demos and um, also producing so many demos and producing stuff for other people, too. I love. You know, I'm still a producer. I still wear my producer hat. And right now, the industry is loving Jersey Club so much. Um, So I've been getting called on for all types of remixes and beat submissions and... Mm -hmm. Hoping to get some cool features. I've met so many cool artists this year um, at these festivals. So, yeah, I'm hoping to just, like, you know, create this new project. It has to be, like, the ish. And it will be. Yeah. But definitely more um, dancey vibes. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, it won't be so much of a... This will actually be, like, my first project that's not, like, so concept. You know? It'll, It'll just be fun tracks. For the clubs, you know? I love. Um, I want to get back to that. I'm going to give y'all Let's Go Turn. Mm-hmm.
0: That's fun sure. after a breakup album. Like, you need, yeah. like, your collection of just fun music. Right. You know, where you could listen to it straight through. You could put it on shuffle and it still slaps.
1: Yeah. Regardless. But it was cool to make heartbeats. It was cool mm-hmm. to um tap into my emotions and know that I could do that as a producer and a singer and a rapper, mm-hmm. you know? And and um take the lead on it you know take the lead on it shout out to local action you know they're the label that released it i have to say they put in so much work Mm -hmm. we have it on vinyl the t-shirt um to the website and it got synced by versace like yes it's hello um she's
0: streaming that's when you know she's streaming she's streaming
1: she's streaming it y'all so that meant so much and I'm happy I could accomplish that much when I put that much into a project you know Mm -hmm. it would have sucked to like make this like so emotional breakup album and it did did horrible I'm like right
0: and you just sit within you're like well now I'm single and no one's streaming this when (laughs) now it's the opposite you're thriving people are loving it Donatella's streaming
1: Donatella's streaming
0: this next upcoming year is going to be so good for you like this 2022 and 2021 were so great like just as like a fan watching you but like
1: I appreciate I appreciate the support for real, yeah. And of I appreciate the cheering on and of all the suggestions. Like when I ask questions and the Kikis and uh-huh. I'm here for it all. I'm a very interactive person, so you know, you give me more of a reason to keep going and mm-hmm. go harder and try something different. Yeah, keep it unique.
0: Hello, very on brand. Yeah, exactly. It's just a very like I don't know. It's just genuine because like. You. The girls try to be social and whatnot when it just it's a little forcey from them. Yeah. You know, where with you it's just genuine. Even before like you started playing when I saw you at Poppy, like you just came on the stage and I was like, I like her already. Thanks. And then you started and I was like the
1: lifestyle.
0: Exactly. Just being a nice, pretty girl is it. And it takes you, you very far.
1: Thank you. And it's gonna I'm keep on. I'm hoping to to do that too for the black girls because Absolutely. You know, I'm more of a DJ than a rap girly, mm-hmm. but the beefs is crazy. Mm-hmm. The beefs is crazy, you know? um, I've, I've had to deal with, like, you know, just backlash and bullying and stuff like that before. And I really don't condone it. I really am about just, like, bigging up the girls and the dolls and the guys, too. Yeah. Like, I just seem more, like, to me, that's more fierce.
0: What I'm saying, like, that's more fierce. That's what I'm saying. Being like a cheerleader for somebody else is such a pretty thing to do. Yeah, you know, like I've never seen a pretty hater,
1: right? You know, right? Like, I but I've seen a pretty it. supporter. We're just like, go, friend! Like, I, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I got I got to be here for that energy, like all 2023 and beyond. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely some girly collabs and like,
0: yeah, absolutely. And then. Soon in a few years, people will be, like, citing you as their inspiration and their reference and whatnot when it comes to their own art one day. Do you think about that?
1: I mean, it kind of is happening a little bit. Absolutely. When I go to these different countries, I've been meeting so many um, people that have told me I've inspired them, and I'm just like, whoa, that's kind of crazy to think, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, When I still feel like I still have so much potential to be like my magnum opus of an artist, yeah. But it's cool to inspire, you know. Like I said, i ins- I inspire my fans, and my fans inspire me. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm I'm very lucky to have such a cool fan base. Some fan bases are mean as hell. Okay, yeah, not fun. My fan base is cool and full of people who are creatives and artists and party mm-hmm. starters and dancers and. Podcast it's hosts just and a fashion
0: community. Yeah. Like, they're just such fun, pretty and, girls.
1: And I feel like, you know, I've always grew up around that. I've always grew up around um, home girls that have been their own type of creative. Like, my best friends run a dance studio, mm-hmm. and the other one is a fashion designer. So, I love it. And we've came up like in Jersey Club, just like sexy walking to every function. Right. So, it's really cool to just see us now kind of be like a little grown, but in our prime and just like owning it. And yeah, yeah I'm here for every girl, guy. It's all to do that.
0: I love it. Yeah. And to end off, what's your biggest like tips or advice you would give to anyone that wants to kind of follow in the footsteps of Unique or just pursue their own type of creative endeavor? Like what would you say? Like knowing what you've known now and still learning as the days go by, as the gigs keep on gigging. Yes. What's your advice to them?
1: My advice would be, to definitely stay true to yourself. You know, I feel like nowadays in a world where so many people want to look the same and maybe have the same swag, no pun intended, it's really important to be unique mm-hmm. and um be proud of the skin you're in. I feel like there's nobody like you. Um, and you could own that in so many different ways. And to keep persevering, even when you feel tired. Even when you don't feel like doing it, it's really important to just know that this is what you've always dreamt of and what you've always worked to. And that's why you're tired. You're tired because you worked to get to this point point. Um, and to keep going, stay creative, collaborate with your friends. Um, you're not a boss until you could pay other people. And um, my last thing would be to take pictures. Take pictures um and you know don't be afraid of being too cool but definitely take pictures you know life is too short and in the past years i've had a couple of loved ones pass away so i really feel like it's important to just document all the memories that you make along your journey Mm -hmm. whether it's good or it's bad if you're crying and you have a bad day record that so you can look back on the days where you're winning and be like yo i came so far so that's what i would say i
0: love it and i love you so much Thank you for coming, for real. Thank
1: you for having me. Of course. This is, this is cute. You're
0: going to be on again. Just know that, Okay. by the way. Like, there's going to be many unique sequels and whatnot to this series. So, oh, cute. next time we could catch you th- each other, there will be a sequel. There will be another moment. Right, but
1: and I can't wait to see the growth from us from the, the from I know. now to then. Like,
0: yeah, we're just documenting. Like, this essentially is just, like, my live and ongoing portfolio is yeah. what I like to well, look it at. It was a great interview. Why, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. We're both growing. We're both doing amazing things. I'm very, very proud of you. And I'm really thankful thank for you. you coming.
1: For real. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. And I'll see you soon. We'll party together too. Yes. Next time you're back here. Next time I could afford a flight out of here. <laughs> I will be there. Shit. If I could be in Mexico, <laughs> I so fucking would. Please. Oh
1: my gosh. Let me know the experiences comped on me. Yeah.
0: I'll start packing my speed. I And my jock straps. Oh, I can't wait. Well, let everybody know where they could find you.
1: Um, You guys can find me on all platforms, Unique, U-N-I-I-Q-U-3. It's spelled different because I come different, you dig? Right. And make sure you guys tune in to my radio shows. I host a monthly on NTS called Club Chronicles. I have tons of special guests from club artists from all around the world. And then every other Tuesday, you could catch me on SiriusXM, BPM Electro for Club Queen Radio.
0: Amazing. Thank you, my love. Thank you, everybody, for (laughs) watching. We will see you guys next week for next episode.